interrupted. Y'all didn't tell me y'all was going to be asking me all these wild questions. I got it put in the hot seat as soon as hey, I said no here. Hey, this is certified buckets. You already know. You yeah, got to know what you're talking game. about certified buckets. Y'all trying to get me certified <laughs> fines out here. What's oh. up? Y'all better, the nah. certified buckets better be paying fines if, if anything oh, happens. Nah. So if y'all see something go across the ticker and it says, Renee Montgomery has been fined for her comments. I didn't mean any harm, and Certified Buckets is paying the bill. What's up, what's up, and welcome to Certified Buckets, the can't-miss NBA podcast where we hit on all things hoops and culture, brought to you by Uninterrupted. I'm your girl, Ashley Nicole Moss, and as usual, I got Christian Winfield and Lethal Shooter with me, but guys, it's not about you. Why? Because it's Women's <laughs> History Month. Happy Women's History Month, everybody. Hell yeah. Shout outs to all my ladies Absolutely. out there making it shake. You know what I'm saying? All your, Y'all all your make ladies the world making it shake. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's crazy. I didn't even mean it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like just mm. moving and shaking, shaking and moving. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not even in the streets no more, y'all. I'm yeah, about from, from it. Here, what so. I, listen, from what I, what I heard, Christian's a one-woman army right now. Right. I mean, Yo, chill. At least, at least you know for what? the moment nah, in no, time. No chill needed. You know what I'm saying? If I if I, if I I was saying chill, then I wouldn't be true to what I, what I say uh, I am. You Christian, are you I'm, in love? Yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, now, I know we talk, We had to talk about certified buckets. Oh, okay. You feel me? Nice, nice, nice question, Christian. Nice are you in love, Christian? Are you in love? Lethal, do you get buckets? All right, then. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, well, man. listen, while Christian continues to sidestep the L-O-V-E word, thank oh, you goodness. so much. for. We love the fact. Just look, I'm going to use the word right now. We love the <laughs> fact that you guys support the show. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you happen to be listening. Get at us on social media at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets. And we are on Instagram and Twitter. Interact with us and you might just hear your comments on the next show. Unless that comment is saying that you love Christian, he may not tell you that back. So just be prepared. These are facts. These are facts. <laughs> be prepared. Unless, unless cut. Okay, cool. Right, yeah. right. Don't yeah. get dumped, That's what I thought. Let's, let's go ahead right. and let's table that one. Now, before we start the show, we gotta let you guys know we're going on a four-week hiatus. Says who? Says the bosses. <laughs> well, I need to talk. I who, who we gotta talk to? Uh, Goodness four weeks, gracious. four weeks, a, four whole, weeks? a whole month without the three oh, amigos. Like, how do you feel about that? Are you sad? I'm hurting, man. Uh, you see the tear <laughs> coming down my eye right now. Went up and I'm not going to have no podcast. <laughs> oh, Yo, my God. Yo, Lethal, you. Lethal missing that check, not us. He said, <laughs> oh, you know what? Oh, I'm going to start riding a horse. Hashtag no. March sadness. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to miss the weekly link ups with you guys, man. Y'all the highlight of my well, week. Well, listen, no worries. No worries. Because we will be back on April 6th to bring you all the way through the playoffs. So it's going to be a little break, but we will be back when basketball starts getting real hectic. And because of the fact that we are going to be gone for a little month, we want to go ahead and dedicate our three on five to the top five headlines we feel will shake the final weeks of the regular season. Let's get it. All right, y'all. Check ball. It's time for us to go three on five. All right, so topic number one, Christian, this one's for you, all right? You're going to like this one. 
if if you took the under on whether or not Kyrie would play a home game during this season of certified buckets, you would have been a winner. The confusion of where the New York City mandate stands, the acquisition of Ben Simmons and KD returning from injury all have the Nets as patient X for the experiment of talent versus chemistry. Christian, do you think the Nets have enough talent on their roster to overcome the lack of chemistry that they probably will have. Well, there's two sides to this coin, right? The first side is Kevin Durant. No matter who you have on the floor, I watched Kevin Durant go out there with four rookies and hand it to the Philadelphia 76ers, right? So that's the first side. If you got Kevin Durant on your team, you got a chance to win no matter who you're playing against. But now there's the other side where you've got Kyrie and then you don't have Kyrie, where you have Ben Simmons, but you don't have Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons doesn't look like he's playing until call a spade a spade after that March 10th game in Philadelphia. Make make of that what you want, right? And then you've got other moving parts that you're trying to integrate in. You've got Goran Dragic, who's getting his bearing. Seth Curry's been amazing. Dragic so was Andre a great Drummond. pickup for the Nets, by he the way. Was. Loved he, him in Miami. Yeah. Loved him in yeah. Miami, yeah. He, he's a great pickup, and I think he's going to be that starter in games that Kyrie can't play because so you could bring Patty Mills off the bench. But you got to look at the schedule. You got to look at the games that are ticking. You've got about to be 20 games. You're going to have less than 20 games left when Kevin Durant does come back. Is that going to be enough time? And then you don't know when Ben Simmons is coming. Joe Harris still could come back or he could get... There's too much uncertainty, in my opinion, for the Nets to overcome this. And then you want to tell me they're going to beat Miami. They're going to beat Chicago. They're going to beat Milwaukee. They're going to beat Philadelphia. It's tough. It's a tough sell. Well, speaking of this mandate that everyone keeps talking about and that I just alluded to, you know, that may or may not have Kyrie back in the lineup in Brooklyn. Christian, I mean, what's going on? I know there are new laws in New York. They're going to be kind of falling back on certain things, but it kind of still affects Kyrie and doesn't. What's, What's going on? Yeah, and that's the most confusing part about all of it, right? So there's the key to New York City mandate that everyone is familiar with. That's the the basically the indoor vaccine mandate where to go inside Barclays Center, you got to be vaccinated. Eric Adams, who's the mayor of New York, he's going to make a decision on March 4th whether he's going to lift it. If he does lift that mandate, the lift will go into effect on March 7th. So him lifting that mandate allows Kyrie to enter Barclays Center and even be a spectator. Right. But because there's a private sector mandate and this is why it's so confusing, Kyrie can go sit with his teammates. But if he takes two more steps onto that basketball court and touches a ball, he's breaking the law. Right. And that's where. Yeah, exactly. And and I've been reaching out to the NBA. I've been talking to City Hall. Some people were trying to say, oh, well, Kyrie's an actual New Jersey resident, which is true. So he should be exempt from some of these mandates. City Hall says, "Uh, uh, uh, that's not the case. He is employed by the New York, by the Brooklyn Nets who are in New York City and thus is subject to the private uh, sector mandate. It's crazy. You've had Mayor Eric Adams come out and say some of these mandates don't make any sense because visiting players can come in and play unvaccinated, but Kyrie, who's here, can't. You've had the NBA commissioner come out and say this doesn't make any sense, but you've also had Eric Adams come out and say, hey, I have to follow the rules, and he's not going to change the rule for one player or one person because you've got healthcare workers. You've got all types of frontline workers who have to get vaccinated to go to work. Kyrie might be a multi-million dollar superstar basketball player. The end of the day, he's a regular human being and he's subject to these vaccine mandates that don't appear to be going anywhere. You know why I like you, man? Because you love the <laughs> Nets. You'll die for the Nets. But you're not one of those guys. Is just like you. You don't play the fence. Like you, you, you do both ways. I like that a lot. Listen, man, I'm here I, I, as a journalist. Our role is to seek the truth right. and give it to the public. You know what I'm saying? I'm not you trying to be out here deceiving this. You, you guys do a good job. Of that. Let me ask you yeah. before we move on from this. I mean, do you think we're going to get some sort of a resolution by Friday? Will there be more clarity as to you know what 
this is and what this means for Kyrie and can the Nets start really kind of preparing for the future? Nah, I think they I think they have to take the status quo as what they're gonna have to deal with for the rest of the year. They're gonna have to deal oh, wow. with a part-time Kyrie. Yeah, it's unfortunate because if you if it if that's not it, then you have a mayor who's now making an exception for one Which player. Does not look good. And that is a terrible message for everybody else. You know, we've all have my brother is works in healthcare and he waited to the last second and he got his booster shot before his job would have become put in jeopardy, right? And there's countless stories like that all across New York City, all across right. the country. So to, to make an exception for one player because of basketball, I don't think it's going to happen. And, you know, New York is dealing with a wave of issues outside of COVID between homelessness, between, you know, yeah. gun violence. And yeah. it just would not be a good look with, you know, all the situations in New York for them to make an exception for something when it comes down to the grand scheme of things as trivial as basketball. So it's unfortunate for Nets fans because I think that, you know, they were hoping that this outcome would go ahead and change things for the better, but also for, you know, the overall betterment of the city, you got to go ahead and the rules are the rules. And unfortunately, you know, you can't adjust them just for one guy. So, and it just sucks because we just, we went out and saw what Kyrie did in Milwaukee. I mean, oh 38 God. points. And I had to study that game for Bobby. Well, shout yeah. out to Bobby. Yo, Bobby Portis hitting eight threes, bro. Yeah. That's but crazy. Kyrie but Kyrie was, lifting oh them above Bobby God. Portis hitting eight threes. That's what you want to... I feel bad for Nets fans. Nets fans can't watch that greatness in person. They got to watch it on Yes Network. Taking it into the realm of basketball, if you had to give me a number, how much time realistically would the Nets need to spend together as a whole unit to go ahead and be prepared to compete as a team in the playoffs? Is there even enough time? Mm. Well, the good thing is, and if I'm wrong, I, I love when you guys combat me. James Harden and Joel Embiid has shown us it's mm. not about how long you play together. It's about how you are when you first meet. So it seems like Joel mm. and James Harden, when they met each other, it wasn't like, you're the big dog, I'm the big dog. It's like, we're the big dog. I'm going to change my game for you. Now, when Kevin Durant comes back, if Kyrie is saying, look, Kevin Durant's the first option, I'm the second option, uh, the other guys are up under. If guys aren't trying to ego trip, I don't think this team needs any time because we know all wow. due respect. Ben, ben, ben isn't going to need to score. Like what Chris said, Ben just needs to play defense, change the pace, uh, uh, grab rebounds, and do what he does. I just feel like that uh, Katie and Kyrie have to score at a high level uh, Cam Thomas does his little thing, you know, get his eight points, 10 points uh, team. And I think other than that, they'll be good unless there's that weird stuff. You guys know, like when people just start acting weird and like, I just feel like with this team, we never know what can happen. It's like we're always waiting for the bad news. So you know you're saying I mean? in a yeah. perfect world, if Kyrie, KD and Ben get back together, <sighs> zero time is going to be needed to get that's acclimated. Scary. It's going to be that's... an immediate just tidal Ooh. wave of success. I, I think so. If people, if Ben doesn't shoot, if Kyrie if does ben what he does, shoot. and and and, K, and KD, well, we don't know. Ben might have been. Ben might come back shooting. Ben has proved, been working with Kyle Korver. I've been, I've yeah. watched him work with Kyle. Yeah, but he's doing the, you know, Lethal. You you probably know this more it. than anybody. I've seen he's it. doing the little one handed. Well, it's not shots. little. That's very important for somebody that uh, that's like you, like. I'm not really good at media talks, so you wouldn't put me in the front row of the White House to answer questions. You might sure. put me in the back. So yeah. it's like what, what he's doing is we're we're not exposing him just yet until we feel like he can move to the front. So form shooting, they're actually just trying to build his confidence up with his point finger and how he holds the ball. And, and the videos that I've seen look like they're trying to change how the ball comes off. So I think that's very huge. But the scary part is, and this is just, I'm a trainer. 
it's unacceptable if he missed this much basketball and he's just and he's form shooting right now. He should be shooting jump shots right now. All eyes are going to be on the Nets for this remainder 20-something games and especially into the playoffs because this experiment has just been one disaster after another. And I think everyone is very curious to see how this story eventually ends. Moving on to topic number two, up until the All-Star break, just about everyone assumed that the West was going to come down to two teams, the Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. However, with Draymond Green's back injury, again, back injury, still lingering, and CP3 now on the shelf for the foreseeable future, the West might be up for grabs, lethal, with both the Suns and the Warriors dealing with really big injuries with really big pieces of their equation. Are you taking the Warriors and the Suns or the field to win the West? Well, the good thing about this podcast, you got to watch what they, we got to watch what you say because John and Josh and all these guys, they don't, they don't play fair. <laughs> they, they record and send it back. I did say that the Warriors, they're going to pick it up. Oh, okay. With no, I have between those two, if there's no Chris Paul mm-hmm. and there's no Draymond, I have the Warriors. I see what you're saying. So, I agree. I think the Warriors are more capable of sustaining the loss of 100%. Draymond than the Suns are sustaining the loss of Chris Paul. Gosh. At least, at least, hold on. At I hate least, answering these questions. At least in, I would say at least in the playoffs. Because as Christian no, mentioned they're not on the, gonna, they're as not gonna, Christian, they're not gonna win it. No, no, no you, I don't mean win it, but I think that oh, they'll be able to win games. I don't think they'll, win games. I don't think they'll crumble. And to Christian's point, you know, the the remaining 20-something games of their season is pretty easy. They have a relatively right. easy schedule. So right. I don't think they'll feel the absence of Chris Paul as enormously as they I mean, will they in the playoffs. they just lost to who? Who they lost to? They lost to a bum team, the Suns. I mean, every dog has its day, though, Lethal. Hey, you know what you I mean? The, the Lakers lost to the Pelicans. So, I mean... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> this yo, we, we'll get to the Lakers. I ain't got nothing to say with that. The Warriors have the, Warriors have the seventh toughest schedule remaining mm. right now. The Suns have the 21st. Oh. Right? So, the Suns have a significantly easier schedule than them. And, and to your point, Lethal, I, I do think that the, the Warriors are, are built in a way where they could sustain Draymond's loss versus right. the Suns, right? If once you lose Chris Paul, you're running your offense through Devin Booker, who has to do everything right. now, I saw right? That. Yeah, that's tough. But I, I mean, the, sun, the Suns lost to to answer the question. Shout out to John. The Suns lost to Nola, so the same as the Lakers did. Right. And mm. Utah, but Utah's not a bum Utah, team. That's a, Utah that's a, legit. That's a tough I don't team. think people be watching them. They are it, good. If you've got a seven game series with. The Warriors with no Draymond and the Suns with no Chris Paul. Are we aligned that the Warriors are winning that series? Warriors. Yeah, I I think so. But I I I want to ask you guys this because there were some some ripples made in the West when news of Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. possibly being back for the Denver Nuggets. Now, what does that mean for the West if both of those guys or at least one of those guys come back healthy? Obviously, Jokic is playing out of his mind, MVP contender (laughs) right now. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, look, that help is going to be huge and beneficial to not only Jokic and his his minutes, but also to the team as a whole. What do you guys think about that? I remember Jamal Murray in the bubble going toe-to-toe with Donovan Mitchell. You know what I'm saying? Going crazy. Oh, they they were just hitting big shot after big shot. And to me, that's my lasting memory of Jamal Murray right now. Playoff big shot maker. You get that? Next to MVP Nikola Jokic. Listen, I don't know who I'm voting for for MVP right now. You could go Jokic. You could go Embiid. Hell, I could go DeMar DeRozan. DeMar. Someone, someone might. 
Someone could slip something in my drink and I might vote for John. You don't know. It could go any way right now. But if you add that help, you add Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray next to, next to Nicole Jokic, that's tough. That's, that's tough. tough. And you're telling me the Suns and the Warriors are shorthanded? Mm. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned John Morant, so let's get into that. Ooh. Can the Grizzlies Ooh, overcome the lack of playoff experience? Now, look, we saw them go toe-to-toe with the Warriors in the play-in last yeah. season, gave them some work, gave them something to go ahead and sweat about. Grizzlies yeah. obviously playing just incredible basketball, not only from a John Morant standpoint. Obviously, you know, he is, a lot of people are saying the second coming of Allen Iverson. Um, but the team as a Sheesh. whole, the team as a whole looks really good. They're young, they're hungry, they play their own way, they're unapologetic. And I love that in a basketball team. I love that in a basketball player. But again, they're young and they haven't been on the big stage under the bright lights before. Lethal, how much of a difference does it actually make, though, or just fortune favor the brave? I feel like this new NBA is it don't matter no more. This chemistry is, and I hate to say this, Astrodamus, whoever. But <laughs> I was right. Say it. Go ahead. She say was it. right. Like the way that they look, nobody ever expected them to come out like this. And I don't care what anybody say about playoffs. And mm. they ain't scared of nothing. Mm. Nah, Jaw ain't scared thing. of nothing. Steven Adams ain't afraid of nothing. This team is coming at you and they're ready to hit you in the chin. Right. And the one thing I noticed about them yesterday when I took my notes, I said, after the game, I was watching everybody body language because you got to watch NBA players. Like some yeah. of these guys have been on the team. Somebody might score 50. They be, uh, they all love like, each other. It was mm-hmm. like all of them scored 50. And yeah. I can't do the dance, but Jaw was doing the, the, gritty, what called, the, the, gritty. Sh- the gritty schmitty. <laughs> and I'm just and then like... he started hitting the millie. You see yeah. him trying to hit his millie? I was like, oh, no. Nah, you, know just... you know what the Grizzlies remind me of? And, and Lethal, you've been around guys in all aspects of their career. The thing that I love about the Grizzlies is that they were... And we're in March, so this is a perfect time to discuss it. They remind me of a college team. And when I say yeah. that, not because their, you know, their skill set is, is younger than some of the other teams. It reminds me because when you watch college players, you know, they're still enamored by, you know, the bright lights and they're still trying to prove themselves. And they still right. haven't been calloused by the business of the NBA and things like that. And you, you see a different type of hunger from those college right. teams, especially during March Madness. And yeah. the Grizzlies remind me so much of a college team in that aspect that they are hungry. They're out there trying to prove themselves, but also like they haven't been just rigid by they they're not rigid by the business of the NBA just Mm -hmm. yet. They still have that That collegiate innocence and edge to them. And I love watching them because of that. You know, you know what that reminds me of? And and maybe I'm off base with this comparison. Uh John Moran is Lamar Jackson and the okay, Memphis Grizzlies okay. are your Baltimore Ravens. Because when I watch when I watch the Ravens, I think they remind me of I went to Hampton. They remind me of, of, of watching HBC, of being right. in the HBC. Right, they're right. a lot better. And of course, yeah. This is the, 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 <laughs> I love Hampton, but that football program is a true. Let me take this moment and say, Hampton, I need y'all to get your athletics together because I can't go to bat for you on certified buckets and y'all out here. 10 games below 500. Hey, my dad went to Howard, so I'm in the same boat as you are, okay? I was about to say, Howard ain't much. All of these (laughs) HBO, that's a a conversation for another day. (laughs) Jaws bringing that energy back that I got from watching Lamar play, that I got from watching the Ravens. I get that same energy from watching the Grizzlies. That's why I can't, and, and, you know, Ash, you know, you might have to just give me my lottery numbers next, man, because you, you're not missing yeah, you're right now. Yeah, you're doing good. I don't know how, like, I was, when I was watching and taking those yesterday, I was like, I don't know, who would pick them? Like, in the beginning of a season, but you, that was a good job. That I was think a really you know good what it job. is? As I'm extremely observant of body, and I've been following John Morant since he was, since he was at Murray State, and I think right. one thing is, and I, I said this on the podcast last week, and 
I stand by this. You can teach a team, you can teach individuals logistics, right? Obviously right. you need natural talent, but you can teach them to shoot better. You can teach them ball movement. You can teach them to go ahead and play better defense. You can't yeah. teach those intangibles, if you will. You can't teach right. that, you know, je ne sais quoi, as they say in French. Right. Like they right. have that. John Morant has that. He has that attitude. He has that just demeanor. The Grizzlies as a team have that. And that's sometimes more important than everything yeah. else because everything else comes with experience but what they have you can't teach and that's right. why they're in this position and i think that i enjoy that we're we're doing the changing of the guards in the nba i think that that post it's lebron shifting. that yeah, post it's super over. I mean, team I'm era it's yeah. it's coming to an end yeah. it's coming it, to an it, end and we're seeing the new generation and what the league is going to look like for for many many years start to formulate Here's what I'll tell you. I might not vote for Ja for MVP, but I probably will vote Taylor Jenkins for Coach of the Year. Oh, absolutely. 100%. What he's doing yeah. in Memphis is special. Yeah. I yeah. can't think of anybody else who's doing a better job than him right now. So so if the Grizzlies go to the playoffs, get all the way... Y'all got to run me my... Y'all got to pay me something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ooh, hold, hold up. That's not Christian, in my you, contract. Christian, listen. I follow you on Instagram. You out here buying watches yeah, and jewelry. You, you for sure. I'm not buying no... Listen, listen, you listen, listen. I'm money, not buying Christian. no watches. I'm you not buying no nothing. Money. Listen, but here's all you gotta take care of yours, you feel me? You got to do it. Okay. Lethal, you know the vibes. Listen, Lethal, you already know the vibes. I know what you charge for, for a session. Stop for playing. someone who's not in love, you sure spending money like you are. But anyway, topic oh number three. Y'all airing me out on certified <laughs> buckets. I'm about to go into certified hiding. Topic number three, we, we're giving the West all its accolades, but we can't ignore yeah. the East. No longer the stepbrother yeah. of the NBA. The East is no joke this year because for the first time in a long time, one could argue that they maybe are the better conference or at least getting there. With that said, the East seems to be wide open this year with a handful of teams making a case to represent the conference in the finals. Christian, how many teams in the East do you think we will legitimately deem as contenders by the end of the season? Whew, that's that's interesting because I know this is un an unpopular uh, what I'm about to say. You're, don't say I the think... Nets, bro. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to go through the list, and I'm starting here. I think Cleveland has a chance to make it to the Eastern oh, Conference Finals. Whoa. Oh, wow. I don't, think, I don't think they'll go to the finals. I think they're a team that can upset somebody. They play really good basketball. I'm talking about Coach of the Year. JB's got to get a, a, a nod at that, too, the way they're playing in Cleveland, right? Oh, wow. That's so, a big, that's a so big you've got, statement. So that's the, that's, the, that's the basement of the Eastern Conference, in my opinion. I think that's where it starts, right? And then you've got Miami, number one. Mm. You've got Chicago, number two. You've still got Milwaukee, even though they're not playing their best basketball. They're right. probably going to get Brooke Lopez back. And then you've got Philly with James Harden and Joel Embiid. And we haven't even talked about the Nets yet. That's... One, I mean, two, three, four, five. That's six teams in the fact, East. For all the listeners, only five and a half games separate seeds one through six. So, I mean, wow. it is when we say it's wide open, it's uh, wide open. And, yeah. and on top of that, the Celtics, I know they haven't played their best mm. basketball. They've got the best defense in the NBA right now. Right. So, you you add it all up. The East is tough. I know we're talking about the West and, yeah, oh, Jaws playing great. You know, the, the Suns and the Warriors are playing great basketball. But right. in real in, in reality, you've got maybe three, three, maybe four teams at most that can come out of the West. The East is six deep. I mean, it we can go anyway. We talk about how even or not how even how wide open and is lethal. I don't know if you saw Monday night when the Bulls and the Heat went at it. I mean, the, I the Heat came out victorious. They looked 
really, really good. And that's a great against a team that a lot of people are saying they could go ahead and be in the conference finals, too. And the Heat kind of shut that down. I mean, knowing that, how much does seeding actually matter in the East at this point? I mean, outside of home court advantage, obviously. It it does matter because in the East right now, like you're saying, like, it's just it's funny. Who, Who said the Bulls were at the top? But who said? the Bulls might start tanking. Which one? I didn't say they would start tanking. I said that I think that the Bulls are going to go ahead and fall. I think that they're going to fall out of that top three. I've been watching them, and I love DeMar DeRozan. Don't get this messed up. This dude's the man. Oh, yeah. But I think they're they're starting to lean on them so much that other people aren't doing their roles that they were doing to be that good team. If they go back to that, I think they'll be good. But right now, I think they're trying to depend on him too much. Mm. And the way his game is, all due respect, I don't think that's the type of game. And I think Gilbert Arenas might have said this too, that can translate to the playoffs unless everybody else starts playing their roles again. Because the Miami Heat, like you said, they was, they look good. Like, they look really good. Bam they looks look, like a contender for Bam defensive looks like player that guy of the year. that you put your money on in yeah. the beginning of the season. Right. Like, yeah. he looks like, he looks she like. Did. Yo, Ash really not missing out here. This is ridiculous. I'm telling yeah. you, Bam looks like a, if you all, if y'all don't have Bam out of bio on your ladder for defensive player of the year, put some respect on his name and put some respect on the Miami Heat organization yeah. because they are playing no games. And they the way good. he was locking up people on Monday man. night, that is it's a different. bad man. All right. Yeah, Real different. different. Yeah. 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 The Nets and the Nets factor into all this. Why? Number one, <clears throat> just looking back at the, the schedule, they're, Somehow back they're to going Brooklyn. to be, they're going to be a play into that. We're going back to Brooklyn because they're a dumpster fire, but you think you're thinking you're going to see clear skies at some point. They're going to be a play in team, right? Unless they win 15 out of their last 18 games, they're likely going to finish as the eighth seed, right? So you're going to have to be in that play in tournament. And if you don't win that first play in game, You've got to play the winner of that 9-10 matchup, which is probably going to be Trey Young. And mm. if you're playing the night, if you're playing the winner of that 9-10 matchup, you're going to have home court advantage, which mm. means you don't have Kyrie Irving. Nice. You see what I'm saying? So you're not going to have Kyrie going up against Trey Young. You could feasibly get bumped. And then if you don't Ooh. get bumped, guess who's waiting for you? Miami. Yo. Miami waiting for you in the first round. I think that's a terrible matchup for the Nets. I know Nets Twitter don't want to hear that. Listen, we know what Miami does on defense. We know they added Kyle Lowry. We know they got shooters. That's a that's an awful matchup for the Nets. Well, right? realistically, so, I mean, Lethal, looking at what that potential matchup could look like, if the Nets finish in the eighth seed, they might have to play Miami, the Bucks, or Philly. Out of those teams... Which one is the most feasible for her winning outcome? Yeah. <laughs> like what I have to go like it's just it all has to with Kyrie. It's like if, if I, I all due respect to the Nets, like um The Nets got him frustrated. I know. Yeah. I, I don't I, I can't answer this one. Chris, you might want to take this. Here's the good thing That's about a tough for, one, Chris. Here's the good thing about the Nets being the eighth seed. That means you'll have Kyrie more often than not. Because you won't have home right. court advantage. But will right? they so, win any of those? Like those three teams she just named, bro, how they rocking and rolling right now? Right. I think they want the Bulls. If the Nets can get the Bulls, I think that's their best bet. I'd I'd love I'd want to see them play the Bulls versus play the Heat or versus play what the, the Bucks or the or the Sixers. Will the Bulls I think the, be healthy by then or no? They probably will. You'd rather have them face the Bulls over the Bucks. I think they match up better with the Bucks. I think they might could get better with the Bucks because the Bucks are like so big. I think the Bulls run and gun a little bit faster than you guys, bro. And they, 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 play, they, and they would be able to play in Milwaukee. There's no man. I mean, I, I would take the Bucks out of those three names out of Miami, about, Milwaukee, nah. and Philly. You don't want the Bucks out of those three teams? 
I, I want the Bulls over the Bulls. Bulls aren't in the but conversation right I, now. I think the the Bucks have championship pedigree and chemistry. The Nets right. do not. I think that when you're trying to when you're factoring adding Ben Simmons into the mix, but so does Miami. And how that's all. Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't want to see Miami either. That's why the Nets, the Nets need Chicago. The Nets need to get to that seventh seed and get the Bulls. If anything right. else happens, I, I don't know. Yo, I don't Christian know. is it's shook. Tough. The way his right. face lit up when he said, "I don't want to see Miami. Don't send them to me." Don't want to see Miami. They don't. The net. If the Nets know what's good for them, get that seventh seed and play the Bulls. Wherever the Bulls end up, match up with them. Right. That's what right. you want. Well, I mean, the story, listen, the Nets are the gift that keeps on giving when it comes to a soap opera. But speaking of telenovelas, topic number four, we got to discuss the soap opera on the West Coast, and that is the Los Angeles Lakers, who are currently the ninth seed and not meeting expectations. They have a coach who is currently on the hot seat and a roster that does not seem to fit together. Lethal, you were on the west side, so I gotta go to you. The Lakers mm. have 22 games left, 13 against Western Conference playoff slash play-in teams. And again, they are the ninth seed. Anything the Lakers can do to build on from an X's and O's standpoint. I'm going to pull Chris in this, too, because we both agree. We thought they were going to make changes, so you can't just pick on me. So I'm a, I'm a, Don't worry, I smoke for Christian, too. I remember. I remember. I oh like God. watching them last game because I was, I was taking notes, of course, and something ain't right. Like, the help side defense, like, people were getting blown. Like, this ain't basketball. Something is going on, and they're trying to cover up. And oh. it's like, I'm watching the game. Like, all right, <clears throat> all due respect to the players. That one play when DeAndre Jordan got the ball and everybody ran down court and left him like that, yeah, he threw that pass, but that wasn't his fault. Like, I just feel like mm. they're not connected where it's like, okay, that's the center. Let me run back and get the basketball. It's Simple. Like everybody's just doing their own thing. It's a bunch of players playing basketball instead of a team playing basketball is what right. you're saying. Right. Like, there's no, there's nothing there. Like, there's, right. th- like, l- like, all due respect, let's name one great thing that they do offensively. We could say, man, that, that's what they need to do. That's what they do. That's their pedigree. On defense, we know this person is going to sit down and stand. Like it's like nothing. They have no. They have no face. There's no identity. Well, DeAndre Jordan is gone now. DJ Augustine is is going to be implemented one into one DJ for another. Does that help anything? But Does, once again, no. Nah. We're, we're we're pulling in a guy that all due respect. It's not like he's won championships or anything. It's like. Who is he going to relieve for? Russell Westbrook? We need him on the floor to start trying to figure it out. Unless they're going to move Russ to the two. Now when you move Russ to the two, what is the defense going to do respectfully? They're just going to back up. Mm. So it's like we're bringing Mm. in guys that we don't need that. We need... It's just... I just I just don't think things are going to turn. Do you think, and and Christian, I'm going to go to you because you said the Lakers were going to go ahead and That's make something happen. Yeah, and we got 22 games left and I don't right. see much of nothing I happening. But right. it's kind of just like a snowball effect, right? The roster isn't working. LeBron is clearly frustrated. He's exhausted. You know, they're a ninth seed. They're underperforming. And now also, you know, Rob Palinka's in the mix and also the <clears> coach <throat> is on the hot seat. It's just kind of like a gumbo of just like chaos. And it can affect a team, you know, that is already having issues. Do you just think that the environment of the Lakers from all standpoints is just too much to overcome this season? Lakers fans deserve better than this. Lakers fans, you got... 
LeBron out there telling Lakers fans to be quiet. You got Trevor Ariza sitting down in his seat, turning around, telling Lakers fans. You got Russell Westbrook telling fans to go home. Imagine, of course they're going to go home because they don't want to watch y'all anymore. The Lakers are, this is this is terrible. This is the worst thing. I am hereby rescinding my take. Can we do that? I want to take my I'm rescinding my take. I'm rescinding my take. The Lakers are a, a travesty. Whoa, this is whoa, whoa, bad. Whoa. I'm not saying that, Ash. But I am I'm saying that. I, I do want to take I'm back. the voice for the voiceless. You feel me? Certified the Lakers are terrible. So this is a certified retreat. We, <laughs> this is bad. We're retreating right now, and we admit that you were right when you said that the Kemp, but but I don't agree. I do not agree with this, Ash. I don't agree that when players get together, you know, they, they got to have a Kemp. No, James Harden and Beattie showed us that if you mm. put your egos to the side, you figure it out, you can do it within. Hey, let me the, pump the brakes on that real quick. They oh, played oh, the Minnesota Timberwolves oh. and the New York Knicks. They ain't beat anybody of no. But they look good, though, Chris. They, they look okay. They look but okay. Let me see the, Let me see how they look against the Toronto Raptors when that Raptors defense is out there. Oh, look. Let me see how they look okay. against the Boston Celtics. Okay. Let me see how they look against actual good teams with okay. team defense. We always have so them the best say, duo in the You don't think the, the Timberwolves are, are a decent team? I think decent, decent, sure, but we're not gonna crown this. But it was his first Philly. game, bro. Like, like yeah, you know, and James Harden can hoop. We know that. But when does he but fall? He, don't he look like the James pressure? that was on the Nets. No, he does not, and that's why Nets fans should be furious with that man. So that is man it his fault or the system over? fault? What you mean? You, we're saying Nets fans should be furious. Is it his fault or with the system that he was around's fault? It wasn't the system. It was. A, it was. A, it was. A, let me finish. Let me finish. Go ahead, it Chris. was. Listen. Let me finish. It was not having Kyrie, not having KD. So it was. The system. It was how is that? That's availability, and you're not gonna blame the system on James Harden throwing the ball away five times a game. So how come I'm James? Sorry. So why is James Harden go to the 76ers and all of a sudden look a different player? Because he wants to be there. Oh, he didn't want to be in Brooklyn. God. No, I promise you. I promise you, this is the case. <laughs> he said it. He said it himself. I didn't. Brooklyn was not his first choice. That man excited. Left C- hamstring tightness. Time out. Time out. I know. I know. We're, I, listen, time, out, time out. I know we're talking about the Lakers, but we we gonna we gonna touch upon this point real quick, and we are gonna pivot back. He's only saying that Brooklyn wasn't his first choice because Brooklyn didn't work out. He's not fooling anybody. We all know he wanted to go play with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Don't lie, it's only Chris. Re- oh, no. The only Come reason on, it's no Chris. longer his first choice is because his first choice didn't his work out. His first choices right. were Brooklyn and Philadelphia. You feel so me? So then it was right. his first choice. Nah, that he, had, he had two first. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying. I'm not buying what y'all selling. <laughs> that man, that man wanted to be in Philly. That man was not trying to sit here and and carry the load. And I get it. He this <laughs> not what he came here for. He didn't come here for no part time Kyrie. There sure, it is. Blame, there it is. Blame you not, just blame said Kyrie it. Not there it is. You just sure. said it, bro. But that's not the system. But We're if, not gonna sit here and blame blame. But you have to show. adjust. Yes, James Harden did not do Steve that. Nash wasn't adjusting to how the game needed to be. Oh my goodness! Just like you know, who's not you know who's not adjusting? Frank Vogel. Yeah. Listen, first of all, we're gonna pivot it back to the Lakers on that note right there. Okay. I want to ask you, Lethal, because look, LeBron is LeBron. He has a lot of pull. He has a lot of say so. But we can't go ahead and put the entire blame on him when it comes to the construction nah. of the Lakers. It had to go through a lot of channels, a lot of filters to get approved, right? But I feel like the only person in this situation who, outside of other players, who's kind of free from blame is the one person on the hot seat, and that's Frank Vogel. I mean, do you feel like, you know, the smoke for him is unwarranted seeing how he is kind of forced to coach a team that was handed to him? And on top of that, in the first half of the season, it came across like he really didn't have much say in how he was coaching the team. 
from a fan standpoint, because I'm not in the locker room, I'm not on the bench, and I'm not in the huddle, it looks like there's no control. Like, mm. you know, like he's not demanding attention from the players. Like, for instance, um, I think they were down the other day by like 20 or something, and he's like snapping on the ref. Like, not saying you don't need to snap on the ref because you're trying to get a reaction out of your teammates. But like, of course, don't come at LeBron or Russell Westbrook because, I mean, you can't do that. But it's like, give that attention to the players. Like, you, you can't be in their face. They're grown men. But show these guys that you're that you're fucking mad. Like, yeah, like show some emotion so these guys can be. Oh, shit. Like this dude isn't playing. In New York, or, or just we call them. it getting gully. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we see like, Steve Nash get gully the other we day. See, listen, Tom Thibodeau, the Knicks, the Knicks aren't winning games, but he'll get gully on you real quick. That's what I'm trying <laughs> to say. And I feel like, honestly, I love LeBron. I love Russ. I love AD as in playing right now. But those, I love Melo. Those are the top four that I would show the team that I'm not playing. So, like, soon as something goes down, even if I get fired, I'm sitting those guys. You're, we're not playing hard. Like, soon as we went down, to the Pelicans, what the way it was going down. I'm sitting everybody putting another five in. And I think, um, what's the coach from the Spurs? My mind is crazy right Popovich. now. Greg, Greg Popovich. Greg, he, he does. He used to do that to Tony Parker and them. Mm-hmm. You did. don't want to play, true. sit down. That's true. And I, and I feel like, you know, we're, we're outsiders. We're not in the huddle. I just feel like, you know, guys are just doing whatever they want. And then all due respect, people are saying, you know, well, if, if fans don't like it, don't come to the... Bro, like... Seriously, that's not realistic. This ain't realistic, bro. Like, let's start. But that starts with the head coach, because let me tell you something. If I'm the coach and I hear you say that, Chris or Ashley, what do you mean? We got it. I'm coming to the to the media. That that's unacceptable. If you want to put on this jersey, da 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 da. And now guys are gonna realize we're not playing as an organization. And if you don't like it, just go to another team. Well, listen, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens with the Lakers. And listen, if the Lakers season continues to just be a disaster, at least you have that new show on HBO Max coming out, you know, about the Lakers, the Showtime Lakers. I'm not going to certify retreat, Chris and Ash. I'm going to keep my word. And I think in these next, how many games you said? 13 games, right? 22 games. I tell you this, no these twenty, and you guys record this because we're recording these twenty-two. You sure games, you want to die on this hill, Lethal? You don't have to do this. <laughs> I know you living in California. I know you want to go viral from time to time, brother. You don't oh gotta do God. this, bro. Let him do it. Let him do it. They play. Listen, listen, they play Dallas. Let's they play Dallas. Start, Dallas start, while I'm recording the, this. So I'll remember. just do the one game. I'll do the one game. Let's do it because Lucas playing like a, a freaking video game right now. But listen, mm. I have faith that the Lakers will win tonight. No, you don't. By three. No, oh. You don't got no damn faith in that. I, 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 <laughs> I see it on your face. <laughs> you don't got no faith, brother. I can't even talk because it's terrible. terrible. <laughs> I do. I have faith that they'll so be. So you're I, calling I it right now because they're going to pull this tape on Wednesday. So you're calling it that the Lakers will beat the Dallas Mavericks tonight by three. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'll keep it. I'll keep okay. it. The Lakers, oh, the Lakers are going to win. So you know why? John, because Josh, the, you guys have because, a time code Because for that, hear right? me out and I could be wrong. The Luca and them just played a tough game, right? They just played. I took notes. They played. Um, who did they just play, guys? Luca, Luca went crazy. I'll look it up right now for you, real quick. Man, tough score. game. G- Golden, Golden State. State. They weren't yeah. supposed to win that, right? Right. What okay. normally happens in they the came NBA? Back from Twenty. Exactly. So what normally happens is when players play a game and they they went they they were down that much and they come back and win, they're a little bit content. Or if they play a team they wasn't supposed to win, that next game they they retreat away a little bit. And hear me. 
I think the Lakers are really mad that they got embarrassed, not only on TV, but through through social media and the media. And I think they're going to come out just playing like like insane. I mean, the booze at the Staples, I mean, or Crypto.com Arena. Yeah, they got they got to sting mm-hmm. a little bit. But um, I, th- I think they're going to win tonight. Remember, I said that. All right. Well, hey. listen, All right. I don't. Well, I don't think they, they got. They win. got the time code. So lethal. If this does not go the way you anticipated, they got the time code. It's gonna be real bad for you. But <laughs> well, the good thing Wednesday. about this, is we don't have to do it for a month. So you guys. <laughs> oh, you go. He go hide hey, behind the hiatus. But Twitter and Instagram oh, will man. continue to live on forever. I know. Okay, guys, so we end three on five where we will pick up when our hiatus ends. And that's right at the playing game. So let's keep this real simple. okay? Christian, when it's all said and done, who do you think will be in and win the playing games? Now, I'm going to go ahead and give you some numbers. Current number seven through 12 seed in the West. You have the Timberwolves, you have the Clippers, the Lakers, the New Orleans Pelicans, the Portland Trailblazers, and the Spurs. And then in the East, you have the Raptors, you have the Nets, you have the Hawks, you have the Hornets, you have Washington, and you got the New York Knicks, who aren't going to do anything, Mm. but I just had to go ahead and put some emphasis on it to hide the pain. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh, Lethal, I hate to pain you like this, brother. I don't think we're going to see Los Angeles in the playoffs at all. That means Uh no Clippers, no Lakers, uh, I think we're going to see the Minnesota Timberwolves win that, uh, what's that, 7-8 matchup against the Clippers. Yeah. That's provided everything stays the way it is now. now yeah. I, think the, I think the Pelicans going to get the Lakers. I, I think we're seeing a discombobulated Lakers team. I, I know, you know what I'm saying, I, I don't know whether CJ wants to be in New Orleans long term, but right now it seems to be he like he's balling. giving that team a boost. Right. He's he's helping them a lot. I think he's going to help them beat LeBron uh, and company in the playoffs, in the play-in. So I think we got the Timberwolves and the Pelicans coming out of the West. In the East, that's that's going to be tough. I think the Nets are going to beat the Raptors in that first playing game. And then I think the Raptors are going to beat whoever is coming out of 8-9. I think 8-9. I think 9-10 is going to be Hawks and, and Hornets. And then we're going to see Trey Young beat the Hornets. Trey Young is going to beat LaMelo Ball. And then I think we're going to remember that the Raptors are a very, very good team. They play very good defense. Fred Van Vliet is an all-star. So I think we're going to have Nets-Raptors coming out in that 7-8. But we're going to have Nets 7 and Raptors 8. And that way the Nets are going to get that matchup with the Bulls. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I have to agree with him. I'm not a Lakers fan. I just want you guys to know that. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I'm not a By fan of NBA. <laughs> I'm not a fan of NBA teams. I'm a fan of the, the players. But wait, if, I thought you were a Lakers... Wizards fan. You're from the DMV. Well, I'm, I'm from DC, but like, it's not like I'm like, you know, go Wizards. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I feel like we need the Lakers in the playoffs. Are you like, a Commanders need... team at least? A Commanders <laughs> fan at least? <laughs> nah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I like. Individuals. I can't believe that's what they renamed them. The Commanders. Yeah, that, was bad, that was a bad name. <laughs> are you kidding me? But DC, are you saying lethal? Not timeout. The Commanders. That's it's your hometown team. It's embarrassing. You got to talk to somebody. I know. It's embarrassing. lethal shooters. It's embarrassing. Bring it, bringing it back though. Okay, so you're Jeez, not a Wizards Louise, fan, and man. then. Commanders. If the I, I have to agree with him, but I still I, I mean, Chris, you can't say one thing and go against what you said, bro. Oh. We have to say that and stick with the Lakers making it. I don't gotta do a damn thing. <laughs> I'm rescinding my take. Lakers stink. So Lakers so now, are awful right so now. now. We we can uh, just so we can know, I can know, Ash, we can reverse back things. I feel like everyone gets one reverse, and if that's what Christian wants to use his on, then go ahead. I mean, I mean reverse, well, damn, reverse. If we get one reverse, I'll, I'll use my reverse and just keep the take for tonight. Oh, no, no, no. You can't do Nah, you can't reverse the take. You just you got can't it. Reverse no, no. It's 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 for a while. I'll, I'll reverse. Oh, you mean tomorrow. The, oh, you, oh, hey, Christian, okay. you, 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 you better said. remember, bro. We said that the Lakers were going to win the West. 
I don't know what who put in my drink. I don't know if something was what. You did, you did, I'm say, you did I'm say that. Ash, you did say I'll that. I know. I, I know. I'll I take it, my man. take back with that and say that the we're, the the Lakers will win tonight by three. And on the takes where he said right here, I agree one hundred percent. But I will take out the Timberwolves to slide in the lake. I mean, I'm, I'm we're all in. Yeah, you remember? Hold on, I want to I want to remember what I said. Remember, I, I hedged the Lakers doing well on on LeBron putting on his GM cap and doing something with this damn roster. He ain't do a damn thing. So I don't since know he didn't LeBron. do it, you take it back. I, I, I mean, regardless of whether he did or didn't, I'm taking it back now. I'm using my reverse on them Lakers. I'm gonna man. keep they, mine to make the playoffs. I don't have them winning. Are it. you gonna hold the reverse, man? I'm, no, you keep no. That in your I'm saying I don't got them winning the West no more. I, I, oh. I, I'm a, I remember we should have been listening to Astrodamus. I'm just saying but, y'all wouldn't man. be in this situation if it were for me, okay? Because I tweeted yeah. back in October the Lakers oh, weren't gonna finish geez, top three Louise. in the West. Right. You so. did a good job. Listen. Now we're, we're, we're like they said we're trying to do Uno take backs between <laughs> between yeah, my Lakers take between the Grizzlies. Between me saying Zion was not happy in New, I'm, you I'm called, you called Obi winning the dunk contest. I mean, again, Obi the winning dunk the dunk, dunk the contest, contest was, was was terrible. No, number Obi one, Obi did I'm his sorry. thing. Obi did but his thing. We can't water down. We can't water down that she was right. She was right. Who was right? She, she was well, right, picked, but the dunk contest was wrong. You picked, nah, you didn't pick no damn Obi. No, I think you picked Jalen Green. Christian picked Jalen Green. Oh, I did. Yeah, I picked one of the young the 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 guards, and we and we we went down with Ash. Who you got? Who you got coming out of the East and West? What's up? Talk to us. All right, so my Eastern Conference pick is oh, but we're just talking playing right now. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, you might you know I don't think LA is gonna like it, but you might get a Lakers clip in playing. It might it might <laughs> it might not be what? the game y'all want, but it might be oh, the game nah. you end up getting. I think no, you gotta also look out for New Orleans. I think a New Orleans Lakers situation could be a possibility. I don't think Portland's gonna make any noise. I think Mm-mm. you can't sleep on the Timberwolves. They seem to be you know very up and down, but they seem to click at right moments. The Spurs are well coached, but I don't know something about that team is a little off for me. I just think they're missing some pieces. Um, but in the East, I, I here's what the people want to know: Are the Knicks gonna make the play-in? I hope not. Ash. God, I hope okay, not. Okay, there you go. Oh, so you don't want them to go? Okay, copy. I want, the, I want the Knicks she, to be. In- she got so much house money from the casino that she don't she don't even agree with them anymore because she don't want to take the L. I, I want the I want the Knicks in Cancun Bucks. by the end of the season. I'm gonna tell you that much. But I'm gonna mm. go ahead. Seventh seed in the East. I think that it's actually gonna be. Boston. I think the Nets okay. are going to go ahead Ooh. and f- I think it's 7th and 8th. I'm sorry, 7th and 8th seed. I'm actually going to go with Raptors and Boston. I think the Nets are going to slide into that 6th spot and then when we go what? ahead, oh, wow. I do. I think they're going to go ahead and figure it out once KD gets back. And I think 7 oh, or... Oh, shit. I do. At 7 or 8, hey, I think... Hey, don't forget, every time we say this, Chris, this shit happens. Hey, Nets fans <laughs> should be hype right now, bro. That's the only gift I'm going to give them. Right. don't miss <laughs> Nets fans, y'all got a present. In the oh, West, in the man. Western Conference, I think that we're gonna go ahead and seventh pick. I think we're gonna go ahead and see the Lakers, and I think the, the the actually no eighth pick. I'll say wow. Lakers. Seventh pick, I'll say Timberwolves. I think the Clippers fall out. Wow! Yeah. Wow! It's just hard for me to just not even so put now, into conversation. Now I'm a win-win, Chris. Yeah. So how you a win-win, Lethal? Because I stuck <clears> with them. <throat> You didn't. Ooh. No, I, I, I did some because they're not going to Loyalty, loyalty. Hey, you right. You, so your, 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 your take hinges on Ash being right. Listen, <laughs> Ash has been right a lot. She's due to be wrong, I promise you. She, 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 hey, she, well, listen, I'm we going to revisit these in a month. We're going to see just how right. good my predictions actually are. But right. these that, are facts, does it, that does it for 315. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's a wrap.
All right, that wraps up three on five. Let's hit up the certified hotline and bring in our guest. She's the co-owner and vice president of the Atlanta Dream, a two-time WNBA champion, and the host of her own podcast, Montgomery & Co. Everybody, please, welcome to the show, Renee Montgomery. What up with it, fam? What up, what up, what up? I love a, I love a woman with a long resume. I love a long <laughs> Listen, introduction. I'm sitting here. I gotta tell you, I do, I do. Because we do it, it for men. You. I'm here I for love it. it. Thank you. The, I feel the vibes. Listen, it's real in here. We could have like kept that. going. I could have we could have kept going. No, nah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's just get to it. We don't need to keep going. Let's get to it. I feel like we have to start with the biggest news in WNBA right now, and that's what's going on with the New York Liberty. I mean, I feel like a lot of our listeners are still trying to sort through what's happening. Actually, Ashley, go ahead. Before we do that, Christian, let me just go ahead and give everyone a quick synopsis. So my girl Julie from Sports Illustrated broke the story this morning, and it you know the WNBA has fined the New York Liberty half a million dollars. It's a historic fine. It's the highest fine in WNBA history. It actually is down from the initial $1 million that they were trying to fine them for charter private flights. Now, for people right. who don't know, WNBA players, unlike the NBA, fly commercial. And if they want to upgrade their seats, they have to go ahead and do that out of pocket. So this fine is historic for so many different reasons. Christian? I guess we can start there. Why do you think, Renee, that WNBA players have to pay for such a an expense out of their own pocket. When we see NBA players, they, they fly <laughs> charter every every everywhere they go. Right. They fly charter. Why why is it different for WNBA players? Well, I guess you, everybody's starting to understand now the term CBA, collective bargaining agreement. Sure. Agreement. That's the answer to all your questions. So the answer is, if it's why, then that means it's not in there. But to that point, players are supposed to get Delta Comfort, whatever equivalent to Delta Comfort it would be. Players are supposed to, if it's available, the teams are supposed to book that for them. They would, however, have to upgrade if it was a first-class ticket. The answer to all your questions is the CBA. So if you're curious, if people are really like, what's going on with the MLB and a lockout? It's when players want something and the owners maybe don't, or if the league, it's the disagreement on that. But whatever's written in that CBA is set in stone. And so to the point of the fine, what's written in the CBA is that teams are not allowed to fly teams private. And that's what's written in the CBA. So the players agree on the CBA, the 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 ownership and WNBA agrees on the CBA. And that's the problem because it's that's where you're starting to see the differences because I don't think anyone doubts that players should have a certain lifestyle. You know, like I'm right. I'm a former player, so I would have loved to fly private to and from games, especially when the schedule gets brutal. We all know that. That's 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 a want that all players would want. You know, me as an owner, I would love that for the players as well. The only problem is it's not in the CBA that you're allowed to do it. That is going to answer all of your questions as to why. So you've been in some of these meetings, right? You've been in these CBA yeah. negotiating meetings. What what are those meetings like? And what is it going to take to kind of enact the change in future iterations of the CBA? They're, they're long. You know, I was a part of the executive committee when I was a player. And so that's when I was in negotiations. They're long. There's there's so many different things going on. It's, it's a long, like think of any type of negotiations when you're doing any contract deal, but the contract is, is for eight years at a time and think about oh, all the different, I mean, because anybody that's dealt with contracts, usually it could be a year and you mm. see how long it'll take. Or, you know, like, so imagine a contract that's extending over multiple years, how many fine print lines there are, how many issues that you're going to fight for, how many buckets. And so there's so much that goes into a CBA that when an agreement 
doesn't get met, like you see with MLB, it's almost understandable because there's so many things that need to get changed. And so, like I said, I, you know, I love the concept of players flying private. It's just yeah. not in the CBA. I love it. Like it, we should, I hope we get there at a certain point. The problem is that it's, we're not there yet. And so the WNBA is not going to take kindly to somebody just taking matters into their own hands, no matter how much the owners or the players want it. Right. right. And I mean, I think people don't realize how much an athlete's comfort is pivotal to their success. I think when you fly private or when you fly chartered flights, it's a level of comfort, especially on those transcontinental flights. When you're going from one coast to another, it's pivotal to how you can go ahead and perform on the court. But I want to ask you, it's a conversation we see on WNBA Twitter and people are constantly having it. And the WNBA constantly is preaching to invest in the W and they should invest in the W. People should invest in the league. It's a phenomenal league with phenomenal players, but how much of the responsibility is on the W to lead by example and to take care of home before asking somebody else to do it? Yeah, no, I mean, it's there's so many different things. Like, I wish we could fix everything right away. Like, I, you know, like I really, with CBAs and different types of agreements, it really does make it difficult because even, you know, as me being a co-owner and vice president of the Atlanta Dream, there's so many things we want to do. Like there's so many things that as just an organization that we want to put our players in the best position possible to be comfortable, like you said, to have that lifestyle where they feel like a pro, they feel like they're treated like a pro, everything inches to the fact that, yes, you are a pro. That's what we want to do here. That's yeah. everything. Like, so everything that we can do in Atlanta, we're doing it to the max. And that's because that's all we can do. And when it comes to the WNBA, that, you know, they're their own group, you know, like I that I'm worried about the Atlanta dream. So that's. <laughs> That's what I'm trying, you know, like, I don't know what's going on with the WNBA and their marketing and different things of that nature, because I'm over here trying to worry about what's going on with the Atlanta dream. But I think we're all under the understanding that everybody wants the WNBA to grow. You know, you want it to grow, whether it's from the Atlanta dream. I still want the other teams to do well, too. You know, like, I still want the other teams to be successful and popping because it builds our brand. And so I don't know. I'm just trying to build it up here on the ground level. And I'm going to let the WNBA take care of the WNBA. Right. And I mean, we we talk about, you know, games and leagues and things like that. You know, the average salary for a WNBA plays around 120000 which is just an abysmal, abysmally low number. But Athletes Unlimited, you know, they had their inaugural season and it's really changing the landscape of women's sports. It's allowing women not have to go not to have to go overseas yeah. to make a chunk of money and staying home close to their friends close to their family close to and in an environment that they're familiar with how important is this league and have you had a chance to check any of the games out when you know it kicked off well, you know, I worked for for CBS, and so we were actually tossing to a couple of the athletes unlimited games after we were getting off a set because they start later, which I think is dope. Get in where you fit in. I think that how they branded was really smart. They found their their niche in a sense of all right, we're going to carve out TV time even if we have to start at 11 p.m. East Coast time, which is mm. only 8 p.m. Uh, in Vegas. So of course I caught some games. I mean, like that's I'm a basketball junkie, so you don't ever need to even ask me if I catch games <laughs> if, if basketball is on. And like, I'll be searching. As soon as I get to the TV, I start to see which games are on and which ones I'm going to put on the TV. So that's I've seen plenty of games. And, you know, the thing that I noticed the most about Athletes Unlimited is just like me being a hooper. It looked like people were having fun. Like, it's like, right. you know, at a certain point. 
point when you're playing and you're playing for your prof- profession, you know, like it's tough. It's stressful. You know, you this sports is str- a stressful job. People need to realize that it's, it's very stressful. But what I saw at Athletes Unlimited was that like players just look like they was just straight up hooping. And so mm. that that's what I think is the dopest thing about that league. Lethal, you you love working with WNBA players. You speak so highly of them on the podcast. I mean, what are some of your thoughts about the landscape and the direction kind of? Things are heading. I, I was just talking about this to Ted Cooper, where I feel like, you know, like, I feel like I know they're supposed to make a certain amount of money, but I feel like it's the brands as well. And I was explaining to her, like, it's unacceptable how, like, brands don't um, give WNBA players deals. Like, I was so happy for one of my clients, Skylar, she got the Clorox deal. Yes. You know, Clorox. What people don't understand is the NBA signed like this check to be a, uh, to have Clorox using for NBA All-Star and, and for the yeah. future. So the thing I'm saying is if they have all that money for the NBA, it's cool to use Skylar, but damn, they can't sign like 10 girls under like I just feel like everything doesn't get trickled down the way it's supposed to. And it could be leverage of pay. So if the WNBA only pays. 400,000 each person. I feel like the NBA should start saying, look, when we want to do brand deals, if you're not leveraging the WNBA in this as well, we won't take, not every deal, but it's like, I think the NBA can be leveraging. Look, if we come with the WNBA and it will force more brands to do stuff. Now, when people start seeing more WNBA commercials, they see Skylar on TV. I love that during Women's History Month, which is upon us, Lethal. <laughs> we are in the midst of Women's History Month. International <laughs> Women's Day is coming up very, very yes, shortly. Um, <laughs> let me go ahead and ask you, what is the biggest issue you feel like is facing women's sports and women in general within sports today? Mm. I would just say the actual buy-in. People are the the conversations are happening now. We've like identified the problem per se, you know, and and even like if we take it a step further back to March Madness on the women's side last year, there's no one that can act like they don't know that there's discrepancies anymore. Mm. We already got through that part of the phase like that phase has been that everybody should know now that there are discrepancies and that they need to be fixed. So now that it's known. We're in the part of the the buy-in. Well, what are we doing about it? What is the women's tournament going to look like this year? Mm. All those brands that were raising their hand, talking about some, this is ridiculous. If we would have known, we would have done better. Right. Are they going to be there this year then? Like, are they buying right. in? Are they actually going to follow through? I think that's going to be the thing because now we hear everybody talking about it. Everyone's talking about women's sports. Everybody's talking about how Put it's the on the rise. Put like, show, where the money at? The money where the money right. reside? Where, where the, the money reside? reside? Where the right. money where reside? The money I'm just saying, like, so that's, I say that's the biggest hurdle now. It's like, everybody knows. We know people know. We know the conversation is being had. But right. now, who who's stepping up? Who's, who's putting the money down? Who is doubling down on what they actually said? That's what I think is going to be the, the next hurdle, like to just get that follow through. The biggest thing I want to say exactly what she said, like everybody does a whole lot of talk. And then when it's time to put and it, and it's like these same brands are investing into the NBA that's investing in the NBA players. The NBA, once again, they have the power to say, if you want to give 400 million to the NBA, cool, give 100 million to the WNBA. Right. I just feel like it starts. No, leveraging. It's, it's leveraging. leveraging those relationships. I mean, I think that that's, you know, that's what allyship looks like in the sense right. of you don't have to do it. You know, right. you never have to be an ally, but it would be dope. I just, it, look, I just call me crazy, but I would think it was dope if the NBA didn't have to hold a company called hostage to right. be. Right now, we got to do what we got to do. I know, but it's just like, do dang, do. do we really yeah. got to? 
mean? Like, yo, yeah. you know, like hold them up. And but I guess if that's where we are, that's where we are. But what kind of partner is that anyway? If you got to hold them hostage, and what kind and of not- and what kind of precedent doesn't set? Right. You know what I mean? No, it's kind of like, it's you like partner I know with what women. you're saying. Get right. the money, like get For the right money. Now. Ask questions right later. So we gonna take this money if they gonna <laughs> right. give us this money. We'll right. take this Facts. money, money. But to me, like, and with my brand personally, like I like to link up with people that got the same type of thought process as me. Right, right. Like, so that's just what my personal brand now. If this is what the Atlanta Dream and it's a company and maybe they are more men's side oriented. I can't get down right. with nobody that's not in the same realm though. If you think right. it's trash or if you're like, you know, of a different thought process in a sense of even other topics, right. can't get jiggy with it. But I just think that it shouldn't be that hard for brands to realize that the WNBA as well as other women's sports it's an investment that will have a return because right. now a lot of people just look at it as a charity and it's like, that's not what is happening over here. You do a sponsorship and you get a return, but I don't think that brands really think that they're going to get a return. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. You, you know, Renee, I, I know we got to let you go pretty soon, but two things. Can you, one, it's called the Atlanta dream. And I would assume that becoming ownership is part of a dream yeah. for yourself. Can you just talk about what it's like? To, to be in that seat and to be in those rooms and then also just talk to us about what you got going on. I know we talked, we, we read through your resume <laughs> early. I know you got a lot in the pipeline. Yeah, it was all a dream. <laughs> like, that's, it's really my life. Like I even, you know, just being in the ownership group with the Atlanta dream, I, I talk about it all the time. It's, it's more about the representation. It's like, yeah. I really take it so serious. I take everything about, <laughs> I don't even want to call it the job, but you know, I'm a vice president of the team. So I actually have a role in a job. I take it so serious because I want, like, when I talk about the WBA, I'm serious. When I talk about the Atlanta Dream, I'm serious because yeah. it's it's life-changing. That's how the Montgomery & Company podcast started. People, it first started as Remotely Renee and we were connected with family. But then I started to realize that people were asking me so many different questions about business and startup and how do you even get to the next level when you're standing here on this plateau? And so right. I started to realize, like, dang, I'm not the only one that's done it. But let's start talking to other people that built from the ground up. You know, our first episode when we relaunched was from the ground up because that's literally what happened. And when you look at what happened with me, I wanted to like, yeah, okay, everybody's telling me this is history and I'm the first, but I can't get wait till I can't wait till it's Liddy and it's like every other time I turn around, we're like, yo, what's up? We're right. linking yeah. up. We link up with other ownership groups that have a, like I can't wait till the point to where it's like every city I go in, we're linking up with other owners, execs, and high powered things that are former athletes that were doing what I was doing. Like that's the that's the whole point of the podcast to talk about. Let's start normalizing generational wealth for minorities. And let's, Absolutely. Let's, let's start figuring out what does that look like? Because other communities are doing it. So let's talk about it. Let's be intentional. Like I try to tell people, if you're a talent and you're talking and you're giving out ideas all the time and they're always getting picked up, well, you're a little bit of a producer too. So you might be needing to get a couple more coins. Like I'm just talking mm-hmm. to people, saying it out loud because it's a truth that other people are doing it. So everybody just start to look into ideas of if 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 you're doing something, you know, build and build together. That's kind of my thing. So what's going on with me is just building. Like I try to build with groups that like even on my personal side, on my brand with uh, Renee Montgomery Entertainment, we try to build. We have our own production company, Think Tank Productions. You know, we oh film the things that we're building. Freaking boss. Yeah, I'm just saying that. Unless the resume I told you, we could have went longer. Saying. You know what I'm saying? You know the vibes. Y'all know the vibes. It's, it's dope here, all right? Like, yeah. y'all, I like Hey, man, this. you're more than welcome to come on the show anytime. 
Y'all, uh, but y'all yeah. didn't tell me y'all was gonna be asking me all these wild questions. I got put in the hot seat as soon as I said hey, down here. Hey, this is certified buckets. You already know. You yeah, gotta I come with your own talking game. about certified buckets. Y'all trying to get me certified <laughs> fines out here. What's up? Y'all better, the nah. certified buckets better be paying fines hey, if, if anything oh, but you, know the, you know the way that we edit it. You ain't gotta worry about that. We got you. We got you. Okay, oh, look, y'all yeah. heard it. So if y'all see something go across the ticker and it says, Renee Montgomery has been fined for her comments. <laughs> I didn't mean any harm, hey, and hey. certified buckets is paying the bill. Right, uninterrupted. Oh, man. I know they're gonna kill me for saying this, but uninterrupted, they got it. They got it. Boom! Oh, That's all man. I needed to hear. My job here is done. I'm a holler, y'all. More moments. More oh, momentum, y'all. I'm out. Keep up the great work. <laughs> She's Thank the so she's the co-owner and vice president of the Atlanta Dreamer, two-time WNBA <laughs> oh, champion, man. and the host of her own podcast, Montgomery and Company. Thank you so much, Renee, for stopping by. Thank you, guys. It was dope. Thank y'all. Hey, Renee brought that energy. I don't know about Different. y'all, but that that's that that's that big boss. That's that bad hey, talk energy. Listen, I, I love it. To- I need to be like her when I grow up. Stop playing. Right. That was crazy. That, that was fun and all. But let's see what we got going on in the timeline. Let's check it out. You know what time it is. It's time to scroll down the timeline. It's on the TL. All right, topic number one is Euphoria's season finale, which aired on Sunday. And my timeline was covered with analysis of the episode that I ain't even watch. I don't watch Euphoria. <laughs> I'm sorry. But we certified buckets. We got to cover stuff. Ashley, I saw you live tweeting about the episode. Right, what did right. you think? What, what happened? Because the no whole spoilers. internet was going crazy. Yeah, I'm not going to do any spoilers. But I will say, you know, what we were all dreading to happen happened. So that was unfortunate and right. pissed us off. I actually, too, was for the fact that the show's not coming back for two years. Like, it's not going to... Why, though? Why, why so long? I just think scheduling of all the cast. I mean, they're all such big stars, especially, obviously, Zendaya. I think you know yeah. and then with COVID it just you know people are just trying to get back into the swing of um, filming yeah. which is probably a lot of moving parts and it's unfortunate yeah. because mm. two years is a long time a long... and yeah. the season finale was kind of underwhelming like it mm. there was piece, there were pieces of it that were like and then it kind of ended on just a very just like eh, eh. was it like Game of Thrones was it as bad as the season finale of Game of Thrones I was disappointed I was so sick. Well, you know what? I binge watched it. I hope, I hope, unlike Game of Thrones, remember when Game of Thrones made us wait mad long for the return? Yeah. And then the return right. was just like, what the hell is this? I right. hope yeah. that that does not happen with um, Euphoria. I hope that when the season comes back in two years from now, it was worth the wait because that would be the right. worst oh thing. God. But if I had to give season two, like if I'm giving out letter grades, I mean, overall, I'd give it a, I'd give it a solid B. I'll oh, give it a B. The season good. finale, I'm giving like a C minus, but Whoa. the season, I would give a B, B plus. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a good season. Oh, Lethal, wow. you, you watch Euphoria? I watched a few episodes. I haven't had time. I'm over. I'm, I'm still stuck in the old days. I like to watch The Wire over and over and over. <laughs> oh, yo, I ain't watched The Wire, man. Yo, R.I.P. Michael K. Williams, man. Yes. That's a legend, man. Let's just get into topic number two. The Shop is coming back. Right. For those of you who don't know, Uninterrupted has this show called The Shop, and we're having season number five premiere on Friday yep. on YouTube. And there's an episode where it's going to be Keenta Brunson, Lamar Jackson, Donald Glover, Jay Balvin. I mean, Lethal, if you were asked to be on The Shop, 
who who would be the three people that you want to be Ooh. up there with? You know what I'm saying? Like, who's your shop cast? Well, the one thing we know about the shop, they already got all the primetime people in there, so it's hard to Facts. pick people that ha- haven't been on there. But uh, I would love to be on there with, like, Barack. Um, oh, yeah. I would love to be on there with, like, a, um, what's the one guy I want to train? He's an actor. He does Medea. Um, Tyler Perry? Ty- Tyler Perry? I would love to be Tyler Perry, Barack, and <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Ooh, Eddie Murphy, hey, that's yeah. all right. Yeah, that, that's, that's all right. A, those are my picks. Those are, Ash, those are like Ash, my give me your shot. Wait, well, hold on real quick before we go to you. What, what would y'all talk about, Lethal? I mean, the good, had... the good thing about Barack is... He's a you know, huge he, basketball he, fan, so... Yeah. Of course. And you want to hear something crazy? I was going to help um, train him before the COVID situation happened, so that would have oh, been Oh, my goodness, And bro. then um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't talk Damn to him about COVID. basketball, though. I, I know, just messed up everybody's life, but... I wouldn't talk to him about basketball. I would talk to him about how he was handling that pressure as an African-American and, and doing something that they didn't think we belonged at. And then I would ask Eddie mm. Murphy, how was he able to become so successful as a comedian? Be basically to me, like, you know, him and Dave Chappelle, are like, you know, the, the goats to me. And then um, as far as Tyler Perry, I would love to know, like, you know, how did he get it from scratch to become, you know, almost a billionaire and, and, and get people like Oprah and those type of people to believe in his vision. I would, Cause I like when I go to rooms, I like to talk to those guys so I can use their their philosophies. That's why I've been real big on the Kanye documentary because it just shows you like if you speak positive life and you're around the right people that believe in your vision, you will be successful. Look at that lethal getting deep yeah. and philosophical oh, on us. You love God. to see it. Ash, if we walk into your shop, who, who who you got with you? Give me three people. It would be me. It would be Rihanna. Oh, mm-hmm. that's good. Um, it would be Allen Iverson. Okay. And it would be probably ooh, this is a this would be a toss-up. It'd probably be a toss-up between Dave Chappelle okay. and Michelle Obama. Okay. Oh, you gotta go, man. I forgot all okay. about her. I, I probably would have used her as well, but I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Okay. It would it would be yeah. a toss That's up, but it would, right if there. I could if I could get an extra seat, it would be Dave yeah. Chappelle. But I would love yeah. I would just Rihanna, you know, I feel so much a connection to her for Boss. the fact that she is just unapologetically herself. And that's how yeah. I live my life. And that's how I maneuver through my career. You know, she doesn't allow people to put her in a box. And mm-hmm. that was my biggest thing when entering this field is I think a lot of the times women are, you know, they're uh, people try to put them in a box, you know, of what a journalist yeah. should look like and what she should dress like and what she should talk like and what she should act like. And me, you know, Rihanna being one of my idols, somebody that I look up to, when I started my career, I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be unapologetically right. myself, make no promises, make no apologies for who I am, where I come from and how I maneuver. So I love that about her. I love Dave Chappelle, obviously. Michelle Obama would give the more regal type of just worldly view of things. And then Allen Iverson's, you know, Everybody loves AI is the OG that everybody loves. Like, right, you yeah, know what I mean? Right. So I would just like to know, you know, from him, he influenced my love of basketball. Mm. And then also what it's like to have so many people to this Look day you. love you and just yeah. give you your flowers and just, yeah. you know, say that you're the reason that they do X, Y, and Z. You know, it would right. it would be dope. You know what I mean? And I and I think that'd be a cool mix. It'd be a dope conversation. I'm here for it. What about you, Christian? Who would your barbershop look? What would your barbershop Ooh. look like? That's interesting. You know, when, when I think about the shop, I think about people who are possibly doing things in life that I, I either A, aspire to or, or B, just am inspired by, right? So yours so, is what? Going, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, and Kevin Durant? <laughs> oh, my God. I need you to relax. 
I need you to relax. Uh, no, we got one of our, our uh, producers saying Ethereum, oh, dude. Yes, I love crypto. But, you know, the first person that I would probably have in the shop, and this is outside of the box, I want Gordon Ramsay. Um, mm. Gordon Ramsay is a master of his craft. I love to cook. And that's one of the things that I want. Oh, He's a master chef. Yeah. He's a master chef. I want to, I want to, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's one of the, cooking dope. is one of the areas where I, where I, that's like one of my, my happy places. You know, I get, yeah. I get into like the, the focus zone. I, I, I tune out everything else and, and I'm working on a masterpiece. So Gordon, and number one, we know Gordon could turn up at any moment. He'll right. curse me out for, for whatever the reason. So Gordon would be one. I think in, in the basketball world, someone whose brain I've always wanted to pick is Masai Ujiri. Mm. You know, he's, you know, just to be a, someone of his stature, of, of a person of color and just having sustained success uh, in 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 an NBA front office is one, uh, and then I gotta go the other side of years. Ash, I gotta get ASAP Rocky. You know what I'm saying? Mm. What did he do? What's his gems? You know what I'm saying? I need to know how he how he pulled Rihanna. You know what I'm saying? Why, why you ain't got, why you ain't got no women it. in your barbershop? Not just pull. Just kept, uh, why you why you doing that to me, Ash? I'm <laughs> over here. I'm over here just thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like what what did ASAP do? To, to to make a woman of, of Rihanna's stature so comfortable. You, know what I'm you want me to, you want me to tell you on? what he did? I'm gonna tell yeah, you. Yeah, I'm gonna, okay, to I'm gonna give y'all. I'm gonna give y'all some game real quick. Yeah, fellas, put me on game, Ash. fellas, turn your volume up. All right, I'm gonna drop some. I'm gonna drop some bars for you real quick. Okay, Hit me, Ash. Go ahead. Here you go. The thing about ASAP is that he again is unapologetically himself. You know, people want to say, oh, he dresses weird, or when he first came out, you know, he was wearing skirts and things like that. ASAP is unapologetically himself and there is nothing women find sexier than a man who is himself and makes no apologies for it. ASAP doesn't try to be the most refined guy in the world. He also knows he's not the most hood dude in the world. He's kind of like the, the middle, right? He can do high fashion, but he's from Harlem. He walks that line, but he is just himself. And I think that's why people like Russell Westbrook, you know, like people like Shea Gilgis Alexander, like guys who kind of, you know, whether or not, or even Kuzma, you know, you see the things mm -hmm. that Kuzma wears, people are looking at him crazy, but Kuzma's unapologetically himself. And women like that. That's attractive. It's somebody who kind of makes you feel like you can do anything. You can be anything. You can just live like anything. And that's what ASAP brings. And I'm sure he also is, you know, when he's around Rihanna, his guards let down a little bit. But he, you also know if he had to, like, rough somebody up, he could. It's just you want someone who doesn't take themselves too seriously. You want someone who doesn't, you know. Just, Facts. just lives lives his life like fellas. It's really not that deep. Sometimes it's really not He's that deep. Go ahead, Ash. Thank you it's for not. the. You, you know, know what? It, it is just it is Women's History now. Month. It is Women's History Month, right? And here's someone that I've always been inspired by that I would be honored to have in my shop. Uh, Barbara Corcoran. You know, mm. she is just one of the most from successful entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Yeah, girl from Shark Tank. One Shark of the most Tank. exceptional entrepreneurs. You know, she came to New York City wants to talk um, with Damon John, I believe, at one at an event that he had um, in downtown Brooklyn. I just went to go soak up the knowledge and just the level of, of education and understanding that you have to have to be able to know. Like, she has an arm in every single different yeah. field. And it's like, how Boss. do you do that? Right? right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I, I'd be honored to have her in my shop. So I that rounds that. it out. Man, yeah, I, I was going. I was going to put an honorable mention for for Super Future, but we're gonna leave him in the past. Yeah, we, you know we, we, we're not gonna do that. 
You you, you use future a lot. We know we, we know go. the conversation you're gonna have with future. He can't yeah, he nah. can't have those conversations with future anymore because now uh, he's in it's love. Over. Yeah, Yo, yeah, nah, you can't even yo, listen to saying. future music no more. Yeah, future's not I, for I, your listen, demographic anymore. If, if if future is blasting in my household, then you know it's time to clean the crib. Oh, or your you know it's or your day. toxic vibes. <laughs> listen, you know everybody needs a little toxicity in their life. Not you know what I'm saying? Really. Put down that water, pick up some honey. That's coming from the person who provides the toxicity. So know the vibes. Before we end the show, it's time for my segment. You know what they say. In the criminal justice system, shot selection offenses are considered especially heinous. In New York City... (laughs) I know. Once again, they set me up. In New York City, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of the elite squad known as the Special Buckets Unit. (laughs) These are the stories. That's right, the certified bucket of the week. They just trying to make me look bad now. No, that's a good Great. We just need the sound effect. Where's the sound effect? Good. Dun, dun, dun. It was good. It was Yo, good. Hey, Josh, man, you, you got a KYP, brother. Know yeah. your personnel. <laughs> Verified with our stamp of approval, it's the certified bucket of the week. My certified bucket, I got to, I mean, I'm not doing this because it's my client, but I got to go with Bobby Portis. Ooh. Um, he, okay. He's, yeah. He's been very strict on what he was try, trying to prove to the NBA the last two years. And Shout out to Coach Marcus and shout out to all the coaches that have been helping him because, you know, Bobby Portis has been devoting his life um, to the game his whole career. But the last two years, he's been mastering the art of shooting. And um, at what happened was last game at halftime, me and him talked via text because he's asking me what I saw. And I gave him a little, a little few things to do, Chris. At halftime of the game? Yeah, I talked to some of my clients at halftime. So, like, like, Yo, uh, it's called morale. <laughs> uh, duh. Yeah. So what happens, Christian? <laughs> when my clients play at halftime, if it's something I see, I'll, 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 I'll send three dots, and the three dots mean they, they looked at it, and then they, they, they text me, and then I, t- I have the notes already, and I copy and paste so they can read it real fast. And then if, and if they don't, if they get to their phone, I didn't say anything. That means I'm satisfied. And that game in the beginning, he was killing, but I wasn't satisfied because he could have dragged out Andre Drummond a little bit more. Yeah. And um, if you notice in the second half, he spaced out more. It is a few changes I'm not going to say on the podcast that we made. It was just, unfortunately, for some real reason, you know, the Bucks were just doing stuff outside of their offense and, and they shouldn't have lost that game. But I was proud of him. That was a good game. Shout out to Bobby Porter. You're my certified bucket. I did not know that you out here doing <laughs> halftime adjustments like a head coach. Hey, if an NBA team don't hire you away, they are uh, not paying attention to this Why did you start doing that, by the way? Like what? Hell uh, yeah. Like four years ago, when I was with one client, he would text me at halftime. I'm like, oh, damn, wow. these dudes texting at halftime? So I started realizing like that's more value to have. Like, but you can't be one of those guys ass like where it's like they didn't do nothing, but at halftime, you're like, good job, keep it up. It's like, no, nah, you like, can't be yes man. Right. Hey, so this means, this is how I know if they texted you at halftime, they absolutely scrolling down that Twitter timeline. Nah. They looking at they what people in. saying about them. Nah, I wouldn't you say sure? that. Not, you don't not think so? Guys. No, that's unacceptable. Why would you at halftime, a... instead of Why would texting you your shooting Twitter? coach, would go right. on Twitter? <laughs> not everybody got their priorities in order. We know that. Not everybody he priorities said at in order. at halftime, you down by right. 20. You're like, let me go on the gram real you know quick. What? You know what? We down 20. Let me check the DMs. Listen, yo, them DMs, <laughs> them DMs. I can't even look at the DMs. like. Oh, man. Anyway, let me go to my, my certified bucket. Played against Bobby Portis. You already know who we going with. Kyrie. This is why the city needs to... And I don't want to say they need to make an exemption for Kyrie. Right. But they do need to take a look 
at this rule that's allowing unvaccinated players to come in, but you got your own unvaccinated player who can't play. It don't make sense that he can sit right next to the bench, but he can't take two steps up and play with his teammates. Right. And this is why he came and he went to Milwaukee and hung 38 points on them. 38. Right. This right. is after he had two weeks off, basically, because you had all-star break and you had a couple home games. And he's just sitting there cooking the bucks. I'm talking about having Gordon Ramsay. Maybe I need to have Chef Kyrie come in right. and teach me some lessons because he's out there cooking the defense. It's bad. And this is why the Nets need him full-time, not just part-time. Because if you got Kyrie full-time, you got KD full-time and all these pieces, good that's luck, scary. man. That's my certified bucket, Kyrie. That was smooth, man. Smooth. That, 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 that sounds good. Smooth right there. Know the vibes. You already know Ja. Go ahead. No, go I'm, ahead. Not gonna go go ja. Ja. I'm not going to go Ja. I'm not going to go Ja. Because we've been giving Ja his flowers all, all, all season. Right. Well, I've been giving them all giving, season. You've been giving Ja flowers before people was even thinking about yes, giving Yes, and also we were giving the Grizzlies but you know, flowers earlier on yeah. in the podcast. But, yeah. I mean, he did have fifty a 52-piece, which is just absolutely 52. asinine. Set a new franchise record for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I'm actually going to go another young guy. It's the young guy that the Knicks took because John Morant was off the board. I'm going to go RJ Barrett. And I'm going RJ mm. because, look, the Knicks season is a wash. You know, they're not going to do anything. <laughs> I doubt they'll even be in the play-in. I don't want them in the play-in. But I think the great thing about RJ is... He's not letting any of that affect his game. I mean, he had 24 points Sunday versus the 76. It was 46 Friday against the Heat, an extremely good Miami Heat team. He's averaging 29 points in the month of February. I mean, wow. this is just a guy who is having his moment where if you didn't know who R.J. Barrett was, if you doubted him being the leader of the New York Knicks for many, many years to come, he put you on notice. If you didn't know who R.J. Barrett was, you know who he is now. And I think that a lot of people are seeing the R.J. that I always knew he could be. You know, we drafted him. He's been here since day one. I followed him at Puke, a.k.a. Duke. Just kidding. <laughs> puke? Not Puke. I'm a UNC slash Syracuse fan, so I, I got okay. some smoke for them. But... He has just proven to be the piece that the Knicks need to build around in order to be successful. That is the piece. And if the Knicks don't do that, then I have no hope for my organization. So, but So, Ash, there's no one in the NBA that you would trade R.J. Barrett for? Absolutely not. R.J. is RJ's the future. You know what I mean? And you don't trade away your future for, you know, instant gratification. I don't think that there is anybody who, one, his work ethic for someone just 21 years old, and Lethal talks about this all the time, is that work ethic is special. I mean, yeah. he's the type of guy who, um, I think he when we played against the Heat, he in the press conference um, you know, they were talking about his his free throw struggles and he's like, yeah, I just made 200 now. So I don't understand. Like mm -hmm. after the game was shooting free throws 200 before. I mean, it's absolutely just yeah. insane. I love RJ. I love what he brings to the team. I love his work ethic. And those, like I said, those <laughs> intangibles, you know, some things you can't recreate. So. So if the Lakers call right now mm -hmm. and they're saying, hey, we blowing it up, man. We like RJ. Braun don't want to be here no more. That's not realistic, Chris. Braun don't want to be here no more. He wants to go to the Knicks. But we need RJ back. What are you and, doing? And, and they get and they get little Bronny. No. And you get Bronny. No. You not trading RJ Barrett for LeBron and Bronny? Bronny? No. What? Oh, no. you're Oh my because god. Because I think I need to make her a no, GM. No, because I think because I no think game. RJ at that point would be better than what Bronny would be you know coming what? in. She has a good point. She and LeBron would be again. and LeBron He's... would be, you know, 
at not the LeBron of like the big three era. So I, what am I really getting? I would be getting a blockbuster, you know, marquee game to be seen every single time the Knicks play. The tickets would be through the roof. But sure. logistically, yeah. what would I be getting? RJ would be much further along in development than Bronny would be. And LeBron would be like, what, 40 at that point? Like what are you? Okay, what am I getting? Okay, GM Ash, you're right. Okay, you really. Before once we, again, you on to some. You on to some. Before once we again. close out, I got I got one more follow up because I'm enjoying this RJ. I usually don't like talking about the Knicks, right? <laughs> but I'm enjoying this conversation. We got RJ as your franchise centerpiece, right. right? Who do you put around him, right? Because let's let's just assume you have nothing else on your roster and you got RJ, and this is it's a blank slate. You got all the cast space you want, and just say imagine every other GM's answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Who, who are you putting around him as the the ideal? Can he be the best player? Does he need to be the, the, the number two? How do you build that roster out? In my ideal world, I would have mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett. Okay. This is my ideal world, right? I know. It's, right, 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 right. it's R.J. Barrett, De'Aaron mm-hmm. Fox. Okay. I would still, I would have Cam Reddish. I would okay. have OB Man, still. I don't know why y'all gave him up. I would still have mm. Cam Reddish. I would still have Obi. Julius wouldn't be on the team anymore because I would okay. have I would have to move I would have to move him in order to get one of those other guys. Right, Evan right, Fournier. Right. You want Evan still? I would keep you if I could him? afford to keep Evan. I would keep him. I would mm-hmm. get rid of Kemba. I get rid of Alec Burks. I get rid of Noel. I would keep Mitchell Robinson. Um, nah, he him too. He he's he he doesn't get his fly. He's a good player. Yeah, I mean, listen. If I could get a little, if I could get a little vibe of like De'Aaron Fox, R.J. Barrett, and Zion, I feel like that would be a little bit of a move. You know what I'm second saying? Ra- second round exit. What? You're passing up. You're passing up on Brown and Brownie for a perennial second round exit. I'm just next. Saying. I'm just saying. That was just that was just off the top she of looking my head. For the, she looking for the long haul, bro. You trying to you trying to fill up you trying yeah, to fill know, up the guy next. Know, but know, listen, be on be on the lookout for that RJ Cam and Zion reunion coming soon to New yeah, York City. Yeah, coming hold soon. On, hold on, mm-hmm. they make sure they record this because if it keep happening, here like this, I'll say like it again said, so they can record it. The I'll say it again to record it. Make sure you guys stay on the lookout for that Zion, RJ Barrett, and Cam Reddish reunion coming to New York City real soon. There you go. I believe it. That now that's a take I believe in. I believe in that. I believe in it. Guys, that is a wrap for wow. this season of Certified Buckets. We what compl- a way to end it. That was mm. awesome. That Guys, was awesome. we completed a whole season already. Another season already. Can that, you believe that it? That makes me so sad because that means we, we got to go on hiatus, y'all. We yeah. do. We got to go on a little hiatus, but don't worry because we will be back in April. All right. When everything yes, starts getting real hectic in the world of basketball, oh, it's going to get crazy. It's going to get be real crazy. We're going to be man, ready. Any takes oh, y'all want to take back before, you know, they're in the chamber forever. Well, like I said, I'll, I'll, um, I, uh, I got the Lakers winning tonight. <laughs> by once three. in a, a month. Yeah. I got to win about three. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm going to take, you said I get a Uno take back. So right I'm now crying. I don't have them winning the West. Well, and you, I think one of y'all said this before. You said if somebody was injured or something, it doesn't matter. Like AD's injured, mm-hmm. he is hurt. He is hurt. So mm-hmm. I could, I should be able to just be able to switch up. Mm-hmm. No, Lethal, you you sound like you ain't got that much faith in your take, brother. <laughs> 
He sounds he sound like he tiptoeing on the marble floor. Shout out Listen, to Future. Oh, I use my reverse with pride. Yeah, I said it with my chest. I'm out you, of here. That's because you have no I'm shame, Christian. Ship. That's because you have no Listen, shame. Listen, right, right. why would I be shamed? These Lakers don't got no shame. Listen, right. and speaking of no shame, I have no shame when I ask y'all to do yourself a favor and hit that subscribe button, rate five stars, and drop a review if you're listening on Apple. Shoot your shot on social media at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets and we are on all social media platforms we want to hear from you and if you come correct you might just hear your comments on our next show next season but guys until then we are out peace bye peace Peace. love chicken grease